Hello and welcome back to Power Sessions with Natasha where we find our confidence, our power and where we have real conversations. Today we are continuing the amazing series of Africa's Kings and today we are looking at the real life Wakanda, the actual kingdom, the actual empire that Black Panther is based on and we are going all the way to Zimbabwe today and we are going to be looking at the great king Nyatimba Mutota and his great son as well. They came from the Mwenumtapa Empire. The Mwenumtapa Empire was a great empire which covered both Zimbabwe, central Mozambique and other parts of neighboring countries. The Mwenumtapa Empire was named after its ruler the Mwenemutapa and the name meant owner of the realm or lord of the realm. It existed from 1430 to 1902 and was about 472 years old. Its people were from the Shona tribe and I'm a Shona woman. <laughs> the Munumtapa Empire was an offshoot of other Shona civilizations which date back centuries before its founder, Nyatsimba Mutota the Great, a warrior prince from Great Zimbabwe founded the empire. Most historians agree that the Monomtapa Empire was an offshoot of the Great Zimbabwe Empire. The decline of the Great Zimbabwe Empire led to the rise of the Monomtapa Empire. The Shona people left Great Zimbabwe and went to surrounding countries in the regions. Princess Tsungudini of Great Zimbabwe and those known as the Single Kings went south to modern-day South Africa to become the Venda and Lobedu people. They built Tulamela and other cities. Others went east to modern-day Mozambique and built the Gamba Kingdom. Their Zimbabwe's were Chibuena and Manikeni. When we say they are Zimbabwe's, we mean their houses. Their houses were that. So when we say Zimbabwe's, that is what we mean. Those following Torah and Mukwati went to the west to build the Torah dynasty and their kingdom became known as Butua and their Zimbabwe was Kami. Those under Nyatsimba Mutota, who we are going to concentrate on today, went north to build the Mwenemutapa Empire. Though some of the Mwenemutapa's wives stayed in Great Zimbabwe, their Zimbabwe's were Zongobwe and Mount Fura. Nyatsimba Mutota, before the decline of Great Zimbabwe, was just a prince sent to find salt in the north. Emperor Chibata Mtosi, who was Nyatsimba Mutota's father, sent Nyakatondo the messenger to the area north of Great Zimbabwe to look for salt deposits. The messenger brought back salt samples which pleased the emperor and then his son Nyatimba Mutota decided to move to the Dande area. Prince Mutota then went to the Zambezi area where he conquered and made alliances with the local tribes such as the Tawara and the Tonga. As a result, Nyatimba Mutota took control of the salt deposits and gold mines becoming the Mwenemetapa, the emperor. Incidentally, there was a fight for the throne. Mukwati, a feuding prince just like Nyatsimba Mutota, lost a succession fight. However, 
Prince Mutota decided to stay in northern Dande. While also lured by fertile sold and wild game, Mutota decided not to return to Great Zimbabwe because of Murenga's departure. Nyatsimba Mutota was only governing at the time and he also helped protect the Tabara since he had a strong relationship with them. Mukwati was forced to move from Great Zimbabwe because of Murenga's departure and the empire's decline. Since the decline, Mukwati ended up moving southwest to Kami where he founded the Torwa dynasty together with Torwa. Nyatsimba Mutota formed alliances with the Tawara and their high priest. He then established his new empire, the Mwenemutapa Empire in the area with its capital, Jongombe, by the Zambezi. Mutota achieved total control of the area through conquests, intermarriage, and economic intercourse with the northern people. Under Mutota, political control extended to the south and the north to include the Mbire province. Nyatimba Mutota was a great man who was said to do amazing things without him knowing how to do them. He was also said by some to have the power to make rain, hence his name Mutota, meaning Kutota, to be wet. Nyatimba Mutota ruled from 1430 to 1450. His successor was Matope Nyanewe extended this new kingdom into an empire encompassing most of the lands between Tawara and the Indian Ocean. This empire had achieved uniting a number of different peoples in southern Africa by encouraging states to join voluntarily, offering membership in the Great Council of the Empire to any whom joined without resistance. This is what needs to happen in modern-day Africa. The Mwenemtapa became very wealthy by exploiting, exploiting copper from Chizurugwe and ivory from the middle Zambezi. Matope's armies overran the kingdom of the Manika as well as the coastal kings of Kitewe and Madanda. By the time the Portuguese arrived on the coast of Mozambique, the Mutapa Empire was the premier Shona state in the region. The Mwenemtapa Empire had a social welfare system for the blind and the maimed who were known as the king's poor. The emperor showed great charity to the blind and maimed for these were called the king's poor. They had land and revenues for their subsistence and when they wished to pass through the kingdoms whenever they came Food and drink was given to them at the public cost as long as they remained there. And when they left that place to go to another, they were provided with what is necessary for their journey and a guide and someone to carry their wallet to the next village. In every place where they went, the same obligation applied. The empire reached its full extent by the year 1480, just a mere 50 years from its creation. The Portuguese made contact in southeast Africa by 1515. Their main goal was to dominate the trade with India. However, they met the Monomotapa Empire and they unwittingly became mere carriers for luxury goods between Mutapa's sub-kingdoms and India. 
the Portuguese had to pay the Mutapa Emperor's tribute for being on the coast. If not paid, the Mutapa would seize merchandise without conversation. This happened in 1610 when the Portuguese decided to flex their muscles and it resulted in the death of Portuguese soldiers and traders. The Portuguese attempted to march on the Mutapa Empire because a Mutapa Emperor killed a priest attempting to convert him to Christianity. This gave the Portuguese all the justification they needed to attack. However, local disease as well as the Barui Tonga warriors decimated the force. Mutapa maintained a position of strength and power, exacting a subsidy from each captain of Portuguese Mozambique that took the office. The Munamutapa also levied a duty of 50% on all trade goods imported. Munamutapa proved invulnerable to attack and even economic manipulation due to Munamutapa's strong control over gold production. No foreigner knew about the locations of the great sources of gold which filled the realm of Mutapa. This is exactly what modern-day Africa needs. The Monomotapa emperors continued to make fools out of the Portuguese. The Monomotapa could master more than 5,000 warriors within 24 hours. More of the army was mobilized from communities when there was an emergency. The war council in the kingdom was called Darereondo and it was chaired by the Monomotapa, the emperor. If the council declared war, the Nevanji, or what we call the Prince of Royal Blood, would be made head of the army. Each war regiment had its own banner or badge that represented an animal, such as an elephant or a bull. The soldiers were gathered together by a war cry. Evidence from oral tradition suggests that an army of 5,000 soldiers would be psychologically prepared by Enganga for battle. Enganga is a spiritual healer in my, um, in my country. In the Shona people, Enganga is a spiritual healer. We consult them to heal the sick, to heal. They foresee the future as well. The army was further divided into battalions of about 500 warriors under a field commander. Field commanders included Makota, Pase, Machenge, Nuno, Mafutu, Vasiki Matemana, and others. The Monomotapa M army used the cow horn formation, which they called Muromo, to circle the enemy. They preferred to fight in the open so no ambush occurred. They never fought at night, but they sometimes would attack at dawn. On Shona farming activities in the Monomotapa Empire, in pre-colonial Zimbabwe and Mozambique, they produced a surplus that lasted until the following year and they never saw the bottom of their grain bin. In the Mutapa Empire, people paid so much attention to agriculture, the Mutapa did not despise or hate the title of farmer. In a letter written to the King of Portugal in 1506, a Portuguese traveler described the Shona mining operations. He said, they dig out the earth and make a kind of tunnel 
through which they go under the ground to the depth of long stones throw and keep on taking out of the veins with the ground mixed with the gold and when collected they put it in a pot cook it in much fire and after cooking they take it out and put it to cool and when cold the earth remains and the gold is all fine and gold and no one can take any of it without leave from the king under death of penalty a portuguese traveler also who visited east africa in the 16th century described meeting the emperors of monomotapa the new shona empire he reported they were black men who got naked save that they covered themselves with cotton cloth from the waist down some clad in the skins of wild beasts which would have been the leopard and some the most noble wear capes of these skins with tails it was as a token of state and dignity they leap as they go and sway their bodies so as to make these tails fly from one side to the other they carry swords thrust into wooden sheets bound with much gold and other metals these are warlike men and some too are great traders Chadwick Boseman who played Black Panther told the New York Times Wakanda is a fictional version of the Mutapa Empire of the 15th century Zimbabwean like so many kingdoms that believed in the divine right of kings the Mutapa believed that their leaders were placed in positions of authority by the creator their oral tradition tells us that they were involved in ancestral worship to a large extent of which this is true ancestral worship was a huge part and still is a part of zimbabwe and our people and people believed that our kings had a very good relationship with the spirit world mutapa was a superpower and staggeringly had such an effective trade systems as i say to you guys we are from kings and queens the mutapa empire's equivalent of black panther's precious vibranium was gold and we had lots of it these resources are still there these resources are still what is keeping africa and the rest of the world going i urge you yet again that as we see the mutapa empire was able to achieve an parallel trade against all odds for about 3 centuries i urge you to go and learn about these kings we come from kings and queens we come from royalty we come from warriors i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll see you on the next one